0: Hey, this is the WDW Chronicle Podcast and you're listening to episode 22. What
1: we hope to do here is to really develop something that, uh, well, just more than an entertainment enterprise. It's, uh, it's something that uh, contributes in many other ways. comedy show right on down the and gentlemen. Don't miss it. It's
0: here. Welcome back, everyone. After our week's break, we had a fun time with our Old Disney College program roommate.
2: Roommates?
0: Oh, I guess roommates. They both yeah. were here, weren't they? Both of my roommates when I was in the Disney College program.
2: Mine just FaceTimed us.
0: Oh, yeah, that's true. She did, didn't she? All these years later, and we're still friends.
2: It's been, what, eight years now?
0: Yeah. And we all live in three in
2: different parts of the country, four
0: different states. Anyway, we missed uh, some news. Try to catch up a little bit and get into our featured story of the week which is a little history of the candlelight processional. First in news, Brightline's making plans to stop at Walt Disney World or at least near it. Brightline is the ultra light light rail or whatever you want to call it. Fast train that's supposed to be going from Tampa to Orlando and they recently were allowed to start bidding on places in Orlando and this is supposed to be close to I four to happen in the next three years uh, to have its high-speed train system stop at or near Magic or Magic Kingdom at the resort. The stop would come during a proposed 88-mile Orlando to Tampa route, which could, would connect with the south Florida line that is currently in operation between Miami and West Palm Beach. So, go to Orlando. You might be able to also go to Miami in the same trip and pretty fast.
2: Not, what, what would it take us? Like six hours to get
0: Eight hours on the way back because of traffic or whatever ridiculous thing it was. Nah, it could have been six hours. Could have been eight. We didn't miss much of the game.
2: No, I think it was six hours.
0: Anyway, the new hotel at the Swan and Dolphin Resort has been uh, given renders. Groundbreaking of the project is set... To finish in 2020, the 14-tower story, which will be called The Cove, will feature more than 22,000 square feet of meeting space, 349 guest rooms, a 90-seat restaurant, and a 50-seat lounge, as well as an outdoor deck with a pool and fire pit. This is another significant phase for the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Resort, said Fred Sawyers, the resort's general manager, in a statement. We're excited about the resort's continued evolution of the new experience it will provide for our guests. So this will be on the Swan and Dolphin complex, I think, by their, what do they call that? Something Gardens, mini-golf, whatever.
2: Oh, Fantasia mini-golf, or the other one? The Winter Wonderland? No, Fantasia. Fantasia, Fantasia, that's
0: on Swan and Dolphin property. Mm -hmm. This expansion will bring Swan and Dolphin Resort's total number of hotel rooms to more than 2,600. That is a lot of hotel rooms, I guess. They're really predicting an uptick in... Attendance at the parks.
2: Well, with all these new lands openings, no surprise. It's
0: gonna hit hard.
2: We're not going for a while.
0: Well, that's for sure, unfortunately.
2: Actually, one of my clients was telling me yesterday his daughter, his daughter's cheer team just um, qualified for state. They do well at state. They qualify for nationals, which is at Walt Disney World. I said we'd take all stars. That's what I said. I was like, you can stay on property. It'll be perfect. I said, I'll still be on maternity leave. I'll go with you.
0: Oh. Take your three month old.
2: Well, and I said, I'm sure my husband would go too. <laughs> he would not tell us that we couldn't go to Disney.
0: No. Sure wouldn't, I guess. And more news, Walt Disney World Railroad closed December third for the Tron construction.
2: I thought it was already closed.
0: Not till December 3rd next week. (coughs) Was that a Monday? While the railroad is closed, one of the trains will be parked at Main Street USA Station for visitors to get a closer look at railroad and enjoy rare photo opportunities. Closure is expected to last well into 2019 as construction kicks into high gear in Tomorrowland.
2: So I guess we really don't need to go anyway because your favorite attraction is
0: get on the train.
2: Well,
0: that's about all I had have for news unless you want some quick hits which uh the liberty bell riverboat returned to magic kingdom and rivers of america
2: yeah, i was looking on mine too to see if there was anything
0: and the launch track first piece installed for guardians of the galaxy roller coaster at epcot
2: ah look at this starbucks cup
0: Mhm. oh that's cool it's clever yeah can't get it
2: it's sold
0: out is it really Yeah. Wow.
2: Uh, I guess I assumed it was in the Starbucks stores, but it's on Etsy. Oh, that's another thing that came out is the Lion King teaser trailer.
0: Everybody's freaking out about.
2: I'm curious. I will say I'm interested.
0: Just making money off uh, our nostalgia. That's
2: right. Currently, there's a beautiful Christmas village now on display at Disney's Yacht Club Resort. Kind of puts ours to shame.
0: I gotta imagine it does.
2: Theirs has a fence around it.
0: Oh, wow. We could do that.
2: And a train.
0: We could also do that. We could put a monor- monorail around
2: <gasps> How fun would that be? A monorail going through my Dickens village. Yeah, need a oh, bigger space, a little...
0: though. Chintzy.
2: No, a little, uh, what's the, I can't think today. My brain is mush.
0: Out of place?
2: Yeah, not mush. historically correct. Anachronism. And anachronism.
0: Plus it's not ceramic or whatever that stuff's made out of.
2: Yeah. Um oh, look at this shirt. Mickey's Christmas Cookie Crew. Cookies.
0: Cookies.
2: Cookies. Oh. Go check out Mickey's Very Merry Christmas party and give some love to our gingerbread Jeez. men. Speaking of gingerbread is the I'm assuming it's up at, oh, yeah. at the Grand Floridian.
0: Been up for a few weeks, I think. It started a few weeks ago.
2: Oh, apparently there is now a festive gingerbread house at the Disney Boardwalk Resort as well.
0: I think there's a few around property. Is there? We just only ever went to the Grand Flaw grand one. one. Okay, do you want to get into the main event? Sure. All right, this week we're going to be talking about the history of the Candlelight Processional. I think it's safe to say that the Candlelight Processional at Walt Disney World is one of the more moving and impressive events in the parks or anywhere during the holiday season.
2: Your words or...
0: My words. (laughs) Whose words would it be? I
2: don't know.
0: This event has celebrity narration of the nativity, the choir, the accompanying orchestra, (laughs) and the vigils all come together to bring a spectacular show that people would gladly pay extra to see. But it's just an added benefit of your park ticket.
2: Sorry, your cat just mufasa faucet,
0: Yeah, he did. <laughs> <laughs> At least you got him to run away. Just darn it.
2: At least you didn't spill your water this time. Anywho.
0: Yeah. Did you know the Candlelight Processional has been going strong for 60 years? Really? Getting its start in Disneyland. Apparently Walt had the idea and told his friend Charles Hurt from USC about it. According to an unpublished manuscript about the history of Disney Entertainment by Ron Logan, one day in 1958, Walt Disney supposedly remarked to his friend, We need Christmas carolers at Disneyland. Can't we have a choir assembled at the hub of Main Street by the railroad station in Town Square? Have them sing to guests there, and I'll listen from my office over the fire station? Now, this isn't exactly proven and even Disney's D23 website. kind of hints towards the fact that it was probably uh, his friend Charles Hurt that pushed for the candlelight processional part of it. Hmm. Cause Disneyland has had carolers since its opening Christmas in 1955. Back then, it was only a group of 12, with the exception of the opening day of Christmas festivities, which had 300 chorus people, whatever that is.
2: From, like, people all over or uh, these they, cast members?
0: People all over. Oh, cool. Although they did say starting out, they had to call it the Disney Employee Choir because people didn't understand what Disney Cast Member Choir would mean. Hmm. Dr. Hurt, his friend, did the direct the beginning in 1955. The 12 carolers performed throughout the park, and guest choirs were invited to perform perform daily in the Main Street USA bandstand, which was rechristened the Christmas Bowl for the season.
2: Hmm. It's almost like the old-school Magic Music days.
0: Yeah. 300-member chorus stood together on the train station steps and sang Christmas carols accompanied by visiting school bands. The following year, under Dr. Hertz's direction, the carolers and singers from eight visiting choirs also performed as a group on the station steps, this time accompanied by the Disneyland band. In 1957, the event grew larger as choirs followed the Christmas Around the World Parade, processing together from Sleeping Beauty Castle into the plaza where they were to perform. These shows were so well-received by Disneyland guests that in 1958, this is where the differing story comes in. Charles Hurt suggested to, manage, to management that performers performances by a larger mass choir group would be a welcome addition to future holiday events. So, in December 1958, the first evening Candlelight Processional was held with singers from 16 choirs processing down Main Street to the plaza, where they perform a four- Full concert with the Dickens carolers singing from Sleeping Beauty Castle balcony above. Hmm. Go to 1960 and the event was moved back to the town square. An actor, Dennis Morgan, was the first actor to read portions of the Nativity or the Christmas story in between the classical hymns.
2: Hmm. Who is he? Who I, is have, he in? I have no clue. Let's look.
0: He's the one I did not know.
2: He's so a Dennis Morgan... Had his first big role playing opposite Ginger Rogers in Kitty Foyle in 1940. And then he starred in films like My Wild Irish Rose in 1947, God is My Co-Pilot in 1945, and The Very Thought of You in 1944. He teamed up with Buddy Jack Carson to do Two Guys from Milwaukee in 1946, Two Guys from Texas in 1948, and It's a Great Feeling in 1949. His engaging performance as Seaman Jefferson Jones with Barbara Stanwyck and a wonderful supporting cast has made Christmas in Connecticut a holiday classic. I don't know if I've ever seen Christmas I, uh, in Connecticut. We should put that on our we'll list this year. Up. Since he retired in the 19f- late 1950s, we did cameos now and then, and he and his wife were married 61 years before he passed away in 1994.
0: Oh, there you go. Okay. Now we well, know.
2: Christmas in Connecticut, I think, is the big one. The big one. Yeah,
0: And that same year that Dennis Morgan did the narrations was the debut of the Living Christmas Tree, which is that that tree of the choir choir. members. So that's even been around for...
2: Almost as long as my mom. I had to look up what 60 years was, and then I was like, oh, yeah. My mom was born in 58.
0: Yeah, so that's been around a long time. And ever since uh, Dennis Morgan did the narration, they invited back uh, actor, actress, narrators each year after that. Now, fast-forwarding to 1971 when Disney World opened. The processional was so popular over in Disneyland that it was decided it should be in Disney World also. So, it was in Disney's inaugural Christmas celebration in 1971 and has been there since.
2: That's kind of cool.
0: What you may not know is that it was at Magic Kingdom until 1993.
2: So, where did they have it at Magic Kingdom?
0: Same deal as Disneyland. They would...
2: To the stage or it, castle? It
0: did go from, like, the the train station area all the way up to the castle where they huh. performed it, and then they switched it, and it came from where the castle was to the train station. Hmm. So there are pictures that I have that you can see the choir and all the bands so, on the train station.
2: Were they, like, singing from the balcony or, yeah. like, lining the streets?
0: Singing from... They were all from the the train station. Right. All lined up they there said from and there around. to the Well, they would process.
2: Uh oh. Like they process now. Yeah, but they're on the stage for the most Yeah, part but they of the pr- show. process from
0: backstage to
2: Right. I guess I think candlelight processional in terms of what my choir did when we were in high school. Oh,
0: yeah. Like well, you
2: actually
0: Well, they do process.
2: Yeah, but I- I don't know. I guess the I, their processional part is very short. It's and, just one song, isn't it?
0: No, it's a few songs. Is they it? gotta get a thousand choir members.
2: I guess it's been so long since we've seen it. That oh, I, and I used don't to work them. It. So, does cast members get paid for the candlelight processional? No, I don't, is it a volunteer? I, it's volunteer. Is it one of those things where like you have to request it off, or do they automatically? I'm
0: sure it's automatically built in if you've. Auditioned and trained and all that. They just no, not to
2: schedule you on the
0: schedule. Yeah, even the actors I'm pretty sure do it for free, pro bono. Hmm. In 1994, it was moved to Epcot due to popular demand. I do have an excerpt from a Florida newspaper in 1971. Walt Disney World's first Christmas will be a spirited two-week holiday full of gaiety, tradition, colorful Disney character parades and. Commemorative religious pageantry of the season. Yuletide decorations will bring added sparkle to the already fun-filled magic kingdom. Decked out literally for Christmas with a giant tree and hundreds of wreaths of hemlock and holly. Special daily holiday parades beginning December 20th. (laughs) And two mammoth candlelight processionals are part of the spectacular events scheduled for the holidays. Florally adorned by poinsettias, snapdragons, petunias, and 50,000 pansies, the theme park will feature lights and decorations in each of the main street shop windows. And in Town Square, a snowy 50 foot tall Christmas tree, especially selected and cut from a forest in Paradise, Michigan, will serve as a colorful centerpiece for the festive theme park celebration. More than 1,200 lights. And a thousand giant ornaments adorned the tree the first processionals were on December 18th and nineteenth at six pm so there was only two, two? shows performances on two days
2: and Christmas is only two weeks in Disney.
0: right and parades didn't start start until okay. December 20th right and a lot of changes they even had a real live tree hmm.
2: that would be neat that would be neat would it be like that Christmas movie we just watched on homework where they carefully choose the tree I bet area. it was,
0: too. Well, they got it from Michigan, so they had to have picked it out. They probably had their arborist or whatever and go looking for it.
2: Which I'm sure is what they do for Rockefeller Center and Chicago and all the other places that have right. ginormous trees for the holidays.
0: And I gotta imagine they have submissions that are sent in.
2: Oh, yeah, I guess like, so.
0: pick my tree or whatever it did.
2: Pick my tree. <laughs> pick me.
0: Yeah.
2: Can we do that? Can we put a big tree in our front yard?
0: Yep, yeah, sure. Get the money. We'll put it there.
2: <laughs> if we just put it in the intersection. Maybe people would actually stop at the stop sign. And have to in. go
0: around be like a roundabout, Yeah, that'd be nice. And like I said, it was only two nights a year until 1993.
2: When it moved to Epcot.
0: And moved to Epcot for its first year in 1994 and was extended to 15 nights with two shows a night. Ooh. And that had a different choir each night. A year later, it was extended to 30 nights. <laughs> with two shows each night and a different choir each night.
2: Go big or go home. Yeah. It's Disney's motto.
0: Now, present time this year, there are performances at five, six forty five, and eight fifteen p.m. daily from November twenty second through December thirtieth. Which is obviously it's what, forty five days, a something month like
2: that. Some change.
0: Over a month, yeah.
2: And three performances a day. So that's bear with me. 45, 135 performances. That's a lot. A season.
0: A season. And you got to do that three times a night.
2: And I guess that's no different than like if you were performing in the parade. Yeah, parade is twice, but. Yeah. You know.
0: So you wonder if those cast members do get paid if they're doing that every night for 45 nights or whatever.
2: I wonder if you do. I don't know. Because if they're doing. Like say, entertainment cast members are in there. that means that they can't do parade right, and most entertainment cast members like thrive on parades, so that means those are cast members that they can't have for their Christmas parties, the parades, meet and greets, right. castle show. I wonder if they do I don't know I don't know
0: I guess we I have c- friends I could ask yeah we could find out over the years, they've had some really great narrators, especially. Back in the day, Cary Grant oh, narrated nice. five time or five of the ceremonies, including one in Florida. Rock Hudson, I don't really know who he is. John Wayne, oh. Buddy Epson. Howard Keel, John Forsythe, James Earl Jones, Ah oh, Mufasa. W- that would have been awesome. Pat Boone, and many more.
2: Were those just the big name ones?
0: Yeah. Well, there was. I mean, there was quite a few, but yeah, those are the the bigger name ones current narrators include Whoopi Goldberg, Neil Patrick Harris, John Stamos, Helen Hunt, and many more Gary Sinise. Uh Trace Atkins was there. They so they
2: He's the one that you held the door open for, is yeah. right?
0: And these people do it for free. Jimmy Stewart was on there. Dick Van Dyke did Shut the one that. in nineteen sixty five. That was his that was Walt's last candlelight processional. No. A little sad there, but yeah. Ed Asner. Craig T. Nelson. Walt Disney World has had many of the same. Perry Como. It's funny how many people have done both Disneyland and Disney World. Now, Walter Cronkite also did it, so that was probably a pretty awesome one. He did a lot of the narrations in the parks anyways. Hmm. And to to end it, we do have some excerpts from some of the past narrations, especially the, the older people. Cary Grant and Rock Hudson both wanted to narrate this ceremony again and again, and they did it all for free. Another one, Stormy Rain Clouds, hovered over the ceremony in 1970 when Carlton Heston was the narrator. He looked at me and said, if I can part the Red Sea, then I can keep it from raining. Which he was Moses in that...
2: Oh, in that classic... In
0: that classic whatever movie. Yeah. Moses movie. Moses
2: movie. <laughs> <laughs> and who's he saying this to? Walt?
0: No, he was just, it was a.
2: Oh, a reporter?
0: Yeah. John Wayne had a terrible cough the day he was to perform in 1971. He told me, John Hurt, that he had pneumonia, and I asked him what he was doing here. In reply, he said, I'm not going to let those kids down. Howard Keel, who did both the Disneyland and Disney World events, said, I've never been a very religious person, but when you stand up there for all those people with that incredible chorus and orchestra beside you, it's a wonderfully moving experience. In fact, he added, "I was so moved I could hardly speak." So it does seem like even the actors really like it. Obviously, they keep coming back. Well, Neil, I mean, Neil Patrick Harris, Whoopi Goldberg. I would like, say Whoopi
2: Goldberg, isn't she? She very, loves it. Like,
0: I don't think she's very religious, but she gets well, into it.
2: No, I'm saying she's not very. She's liberal, right? Well, she's, just
0: because you're liberal doesn't mean you're not. Well, no, religious. I'm not saying it's, that she's
2: not religious, but like. It just—it doesn't seem like it's something that she would She'd enjoy do. doing. And she was phenomenal when yeah, we saw her.
0: She's my favorite. Yeah, she gets. Really I was just into looking it. to
2: see if it was still on my phone from however long ago it was.
0: And she's a really pleasant person. We've seen her. I've seen her backstage. She stopped for everybody. So
2: mm-hmm. well, she's a. She did something during our. The one that we saw. What did she do that was special? I can't even remember. I don't remember. Didn't she do, like, something from Sister Act?
0: Oh, Direct the Choir?
2: I think that's what it was. And she, like, really got into it and was, it was like she was Sister Mary Clarence. Right. It was was on point.
0: Yeah, she's awesome. So if you want to, you can YouTube Candlelight Processional Whoopi Goldberg and you can watch her past narrations. And I guess I'll include a little snippet. Snippet? Snippet. Of what I've got, and my computer, and the end of the show, or while we're talking, one of the two, so you get to listen to that, and in the spirit of talking about the candlelight processional, Disney is live streaming the Candlelight processional with Neil Patrick Harris on December fourth, so next week on Tuesday, go ahead and watch that at eight o five p m Nice, I'm sure we'll end up watching that mm-hmm. not like
2: Tuesday nights are pretty.
0: we'll be doing anything. Open. The processional will begin at 8.15, so you got about 10 minutes of dead time.
2: Well, that's good, because I have to teach advanced ballet next week, so well, there you go. I'll be home soon.
0: So yeah, that's about all the history I've got of the Candlelight Processional. I didn't want to get too deep into it and extend this podcast out, especially since you're under the weather, mm. faking it. Mm-hmm. Pregnancy and cold, that's probably going to be a good combination.
2: I'm ready for bed.
0: All right. Well, how about we go eat some soup? Hopefully that will fix you. Mm-hmm. And we'll end the show.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: See you next week, probably, maybe? Yeah, I don't see why I don't not. see why not. All right.
2: Bye. Oh. Oh, right where you subscribed. It's been
0: so long, we forgot that.
2: Follow us on social media.
0: Nothing gets posted, but maybe you should take that over. No. Yeah, I think so.
2: Do you really think I have time to do that? Yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> I miss laying in bed till nine.
2: Excuse me?
0: Anyway. Hope you guys had a good Thanksgiving. See you later.
1: To pass in those days that the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth. He came to a virgin named Mary, who was betrothed to Joseph
2: of the house of David. And appearing to her, the angel said, The Lord is with you. Blessed are you among women. Mary was troubled at the sight of him and by his words. And the angel said to her, Do not fear for you have found favor with God. Behold, you shall conceive and bring forth a son, and you shall call
1: him Jesus.